Hello, welcome to the Ghost Light Social Podcast. Um, this is the audio-only version of the chats we've been having over on YouTube uh, with myself and Mr. Lee Toombs. Uh, hello, uh, Mr. Michael Hunter. Hello. We've been doing this thing on YouTube, which started out as, well, let's just <laughs> throw something together and see what happens. And it's sort of grown slightly, and we've now done a few episodes. Yeah, and to some very lovely people. Absolutely. And we thought, why not release it as a podcast? So we've done that. Yeah. And this episode, we spoke to actors Rebecca Ryan and Matt Ganley. Hello, Internet. Welcome to another issue of the Ghostlight Social, the show where we bring creative people into your living room of an evening during this lockdown period. How are you, Mike? Um, I'm quite calm. <laughs> why, why are you calm? Uh, no, I'm just giving away a false sense of um, of calmness. No, I'm genuinely, I'm, I'm all right. I will introduce the lovely Rebecca Ryan. Hello, Rebecca. Lovely to see you. Hello. Hello. Nice, to see you. nice to see you. And Mr. Matt Ganley, how are we doing? I'm all right. Yeah, it's a bit of a scary time. Yeah, I mean, I finished Casualty last year, which was oh. the last job. That was, was, it, was it last year? Was it last year? Was it? Yeah, it was last year. So it's just been a bit of a funny year, really. Well, how long? How long were you in Casualty? I was in for about two and a half years. Oh blimey! Okay. Yeah. Time. Well, I was. I was yeah, it does, doesn't it? I was only actually meant to be in for six months. Hmm. I was only going um, going in for a character only to for six months, and then uh, was. You know, lucky enough to be asked to come back um, for a year and then another year after that. Um, yes, yeah, so I mean, I can't complain. Seems as you know, I was only supposed to be there for six months, and I got two two and a half years out of it. So look, I, I don't watch Casualty. Do you watch Casualty, Mike? Charlie left, didn't he? And um, that wasn't the reason why I stopped watching, but it was. It he's was. the the only character I recognised. So, so you don't you don't watch it? Is the he's, answer? He's still there, by the way. Is he? I thought he'd gone. <laughs> yes. No, he's still there, so you could watch that's, it. That's how much I watch Casualty. You can go back to it. There you go. I'm so glad my background's pink and you can't see how much I'm blushing at that really rubbish. So because I don't watch it, um, did they kill you off? Did you die? No. Spoilers. No, they didn't kill me off. They didn't kill me off. I went to Thailand. <laughs> of course you did. Of course I did. I went to Thailand after um, I had a, a little dalliance with a doctor that oh, was God. there Sleep, called yeah. Brash, and he went travelling to Thailand. Um, so I went over to Thailand to see him, but then in the next few episodes he came back, and I'm still in Thailand. So oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and is that the so the story is you're still in Thailand? Uh, okay, so so the, the, there is an option to go back at some point if if necessary, if needed. Oh, hopefully, yeah. I would I would definitely uh, love to. So, how are you? I'm I'm really well, thanks, mate. I've uh, <clears throat> I'm pretty not much ninety percent sure that without obviously getting the official test that I had coronavirus. Um, oh, really? So yeah. So this this was after uh, this was the week. It started the week after um, the first week because we did one week of rehearsals for Jungle Book, and then on the Monday. I had literally all the symptoms came flooding in, breathlessness, um, sweats, temperature, uh, all, all that stuff. Uh, I lost my taste, lost my smell. Um, I was getting short of breath. And uh, yeah, and it was, it was, it's 
lasted about three and a half weeks. Yeah, just sort of been getting on with getting on with things with that in the background, which has been all right because um, I like you know I like to think I'm relatively fit and healthy. So you know I I've been able to handle it okay. Um, it turns out in hindsight that I was in contact with someone the previous week who who had it. Yeah, I was just glad that I was able to stay at home and just chill and just yeah take it easy. So it's been a bit of a weird, definitely wow. been a weird month. Wow, wow. Oh well, I'm, I'm, yeah. If you if you have had it, I'm certainly glad that you're uh, that you threw it and we're talking now. That's um, that's great. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, but it's but it must be nice to be at home because you these days you spend your nights sleeping rough on the moors and stuff, don't you? I mean, that's 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 your back these days, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, mate. Honestly, I'm I'm a bit addicted. I'm a bit addicted to it. I've got quite a compulsive personality anyway and so i latch onto things at the moment it's scrabble it's online scrabble i can't stop playing scrabble right so i saw you on there oh you're on it rebecca we need a game game. (laughs) i am very 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 good (laughs) (laughs) i'm not so good (laughs) but yeah with the camping stuff with the wild camping it's it's oh man it's honestly god when i when i first did it um I just got the bug instantly, and so uh, I imagine that in about in a couple of months' time, I'll really start to miss it. I was supposed to be doing the coast to coast walk uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a couple of weeks, but obviously that's not happening now. So I'm going to wait till September, hopefully, if I if I can do it in September to to do that. Because you're raising money doing that, aren't you? What are you raising money for? Uh, raising money for the Booth Centre, which is a homeless charity in Manchester. Amazing homeless charity in Manchester. So let's uh, jump into a couple of questions. Um, the first one is our our isolation playlist. Well, I am obsessed. You probably know this from our barrel tour. Um, not only am I obsessed with Westlife, obviously, it goes without saying, you know, anything Westlife. Um, but I am a huge, huge, huge country music fan. And I'm gutted, actually, because we were supposed to do a... They were supposed to go to country to country this year in the O2 Arena with, like, amazing oh. artists. Um, did, you, got oh, did you get tickets or did they just yeah. not, uh, got, yeah, tickets. got tickets and everything but um they're rescheduled now for next year so gutted but i've actually been listening to a lot of garth brooks do right. you want you, 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 you one song in particular <laughs> yeah well, yes please <laughs> okay let's go for standing outside the fire by garth brooks i'm not familiar with that one. Oh, it's a cracker Excellent. Uh, that will go straight on. I'll be li- listening to that tomorrow. Why that one in particular? It's just got it's a, it's a good sort of beat. Makes me feel happy. It's a good. It's a happy song. Good vibes. Toe tapper. <laughs> a, t- a toe tapper. Okay. A toe tapper. <laughs> what was it? Just while we're on songs, what was the? Um, so I was talking uh, at the end of the episode like, on Monday about your TikTok. What was? What, have you seen? Have you seen that TikTok that she's done, uh, Matt? I've not, mate. No. she's lip syncing. Oh man, show oh. me, send it me. I'm new to TikTok. That was the first TikTok I've ever done, so I didn't really know what I was doing. And Dan, if you know Dan, he doesn't like anything like that. And you put the camera near him, and he's like, "Go away! I don't, don't put me near the camera." So I thought I've had to do it sneakily. So I was sat next to him on the sofa. I thought, I'm going to do it to Dan. So I sat next to him on the sofa and I just put the camera to where, to where he could see him. And the song just goes, piss me off, fucking jerk. Get on 
nervous. As soon as I saw his face, because I could see it through the camera, and he started laughing. <laughs> he didn't know what was going on, and then that made me laugh. And then we were just we were gone. <laughs> Brilliant! What, uh, honestly, watching forever. What have we got? What have you got for us? I'm expecting something supreme. Paul Simon. Oh, well. Fifty ways to leave your lover. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right. So me and my family on WhatsApp are doing a thirty-day music challenge. Yeah. And I'm a bit of a Paul Simon novice. I know I'm familiar with Graceland, um, yeah. but all of all of his other stuff, I'm yeah, I'm brand new to. So my mum posted for the day that it was a song that you like with a number in it. That's the one that she shared. And since she shared it, I've, I've yeah, I mean all day I've been listening to it today. And I kind of think you know it resonates with the isolation theme with your partner. You know, you might want to listen. To, when you can, when we can go outdoors, you might want to listen to it and uh, heed the advice. So, uh, a bit grim. When we're talking about the uh, uh, fifty ways to leave your lover, that I was nodding quite heavily, and I was like, I had to stop myself because I thought if my wife watches this, she'll be like, <laughs> you nodded quite a lot. It is, it is a, you know what though? It is just a great song in terms of like production, songwriting, everything. Them two are both being accepted into the. Uh, I into might the... have. Um, are you putting another one in? Well. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I woke up this morning with the with a particular song in my head, um, and I posted it on Twitter. And a couple of people have said you need to put this in your isolation playlist. Um, what is it? It was the theme song to Prisoner Cell Block H. Oh yeah, no, I read I read, I read these. That. I, well, it might go. I'm going to put a little star next to it because I, I do have a, a soft spot for that. Song. What is the most corona? Well, you've had the coronavirus, but apart from that, what's the most coronavirus thing you've done? Damn, my answer was have coronavirus. <laughs> I think you can um, probably have that. I think everyone at the moment is accepting that drinking is all right. Like we're all sort of in a silent agreement that this is what's expected, right? However, you get into like a sort of I'm thirty. I'm nearly thirty-seven now, so I can't. I can't be doing this all the time. And so I've sort of like had, I've sort of developed this routine of where in order to buy a bargaining chip for a glass of this every night, I have to do some exercise in the day. So I'll either go for a run or lift some weights in the garden just so I can excuse um, a few beers. And yeah. I'll just say, Rebecca, I have a, I, I have a flashback to where, where, where did we do the show? Um, for those who don't know, we did Beryl, which was a tour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, did you want me to just start naming them all? I mean, you're going to have to throw it down a little bit. We did well, them in a lot. <laughs> but the point, the point of what I was saying was that, to be fair to Rebecca, like we were all sort of drinking, but Rebecca was like, "You were out with us, like you were out with the bet. You were probably, you were probably the last out." To be fair, so here's to you. And also, I, I very distinctly remember being in Chester. Was it Chesterfield where we went into that bar, and then the yep. manager came over and gave, gave us gave us a lot of was it drinks tokens or just free drinks? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah it was it tokens. Tokens, I'm sure, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then and, that, and then de- then de- then sort of demanded that we that we did some pictures for his um, <laughs> for his social media. And when when I say we. Me and Matt were just sort of hanging at the back. <laughs> really <laughs> shittily cropped out on his uh, on his face. Yeah, exactly. Page. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they photoshopped hair onto us. <laughs> well, as we touched on before, I'm getting 
quite into TikTok now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never, I'd never really, I mean, I'd heard bits of it, but I'd never really known what it does. And then I kept seeing loads of videos. And like, as the weeks went on, I was like, oh, there's quite a few funny videos on there. And I got sucked in. Yeah. I did it. I bit the bullet and I thought, right, I'm going to see what all this is about because so many people kept posting funny videos. I thought, right, I'm going to see what this is about. And God, you could, the problem is you could spend hours on there. Like, it's it's ridiculous. My my 10-year-old does spend hours on there. Yeah, and it's so easily done. You just, like, you look at the clock and you've been on it for about five hours. And you're just like, (laughs) I've made a few um none of them are as as good i don't think I'll, i think i peaked too soon with that yeah. one to be fair i see i keep having loads of really good ideas uh about what i'm gonna do like elaborate tiktoks that i'm gonna do but i've not quite got around to filming them yet <laughs> what because of how busy you are because of just, how... so busy and just so busy yeah. i'm i'm rereading um the harry potter books at the minute so they're oh. taking quite a lot of my time up i forgot how good they were how many toilet rolls have you got in the house we've got one pack with a pack how big's the pack so what what say nine in the pack (laughs) okay so you've still got you've still got at least ten yeah well the thing is what we know so we didn't there's only two of you when we were running out we were like oh oh crap So we've 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 kind of just been getting it as we go along, but we've been we've been all right. We've been managing. Eight, eight. <laughs> eight. Just yeah. had to recount, yeah, because we bought a pack recently. Nine pack. We got two spare, a six pack, and then we got two spare. So eight. I think that's all right, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I that's don't all know. right. I don't know. Do you know what we? I mean, Did that pass. I, I don't know. I mean, we could. I'm going to ask Mike again in a minute because he had a significant amount of toilet rolls last time I spoke to him. You don't want to wipe your ass with a sock, do you? No. You don't want to come to that. Now. Is that what you do when you're wild, wild camping? Is that is that how that works? Um, I just do it with my hand and then wash my hand in rainwater. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> wild camping. That's that's a, that's a totally different story altogether because there's rules and regulations about where you you've got to you've got to dig a hole and and everything. Bury it. How many yeah. monologues have you watched um, since lockdown? How many months? None. None. None at all. Yeah, I think this question uh, needs to drop out because everybody last few weeks has gone. <laughs> I watched any. Matt, how many monologues have you watched? Zero, mate. Zero. Have you written any? No. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. So Mark Bernardin, who is an American TV show writer, and the other person was Ellie Taylor. Uh, well, I've mentioned before. A um, comedian. A comedian. Um, very funny. So both of these people have said in the last week that this is a global crisis, not a writer's retreat. Okay, interesting. And Because like, there's loads of people who, who just feel under pressure that they've now got this time off and are now thinking, I need to be productive. And I think this yeah. is where a lot of the monologues come from. I feel like on, online at the moment is incredibly saturated with just everyone doing their thing um, to varying degrees of reception and whatnot. My issue with, with the culture of this is the fact that as creatives, we create stuff and kind of kind of crave for the, the, that response and that feedback. But in the same breath, we're kind of not willing to 
give the same care and attention to to, to other people's work, you know. Um, and so what can end up happening, especially for producing work independently, and I've caught myself doing it many a time over the past month, is I just sort of see other people doing stuff and I don't even bother watching it, but I'm creating stuff and have a weight of expectation that people are going to watch it for one thing. But if I'm not giving the same, you know, if I'm not giving the same energy to other people who are spending the time to create stuff, then why should I expect to get yeah. the same? Um, when, when you're creating this stuff, first of all, who's it for? Is it, is it, is it really for anybody or is it, is it for yourself? And if it's for yourself, th- th- you know, that's fine. That's okay. If that's the case, you know, exactly what you've just said, are you giving, what are you giving in return? Are you, are you, are, you know, are you supporting other people? You go into a theatre and you make a piece of work and then you share it with, with an audience. You do it because you're going to share it with an audience because people are going to sit there and they're either going to enjoy it or not, whatever. And when you do it online, it's not quite the same thing. You do, who is that audience? And it probably ends up being other creatives. And in which case, it is not the same thing as what we do when we get into rehearsal room. And what mm-hmm. do you know? Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's a totally different audience, isn't it? When you're showing to fellow creatives than just your public. To sort of elaborate on the point of who are you doing it for, but also like why? Why are you doing it? Like, I don't think enough people ask that question of themselves. Why are you producing? Yeah. Why are you doing what you're doing and, and putting it out there? I, I know that I, I love positive attention about you know about something creative i've done i love to get comments going i love that matt that was funny that was this that was that and sometimes if i don't get that then it kind of i go oh, hang on a minute why am i expecting why should i expect anyone to give me the time of day i think then it sometimes. becomes less about the work and more about the comments and the likes and the yeah absolutely and, and so it ends up and not so relationship... about what you originally intended it to be it's now yeah. about how many likes you get, how many comments you get, how many positive comments you get, how many negative comments you get. And it's all surrounded by that instead of the actual piece itself. And if you give that importance, that that feedback and that response too much importance, your relationship to the work ends up changing and not necessarily for the yeah. better. So yeah. I don't know, be happy with just producing what you want to produce. I love that quote that someone said, which is someone else's opinion of me is none of my business. Yes, yes, that's yeah. such an important yeah. thing. That was the key to my kind of recovery bit. Was that absolutely? Sorry, I got yeah. really excited over that little bit. There, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go on stage. I wouldn't do something if I didn't think I was giving it my all. So I, you know, yeah. I'm just the kind of person who I don't need people. It's nice when it happens, but I don't need people to tell me because I know I'm just sharing work. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. That I have no control over yeah. that. I think that's yeah. our little little control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blimey, that got a bit heavy for a minute, didn't it? I don't just want to plod through the questions all the time. I like this. This is the bit which is exciting, isn't it? For me. I plod through the questions. Are you suggesting I plod through <laughs> no, the questions? No, but <laughs> what are you saying, Mike? It's one of those, isn't it, where you know, I Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. Just, All right. Let's uh, let's let's plod through a cr- couple more questions, shall we? And in the last forty-eight hours, how many units of alcohol? Zero. 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 I had uh, the the only time I've drank was I did a Zoom party mm-hmm. with uh, my friends, oh, and we had a little drink there. I'm quite happy to just get up and dance. I don't feel like I need it. 
and I don't I don't like the taste of alcohol. I don't enjoy it. But yeah. Although just, in well. in saying that, <laughs> well, I love cake. Because because you quite like a little bit a little slice of cake. I, I cake all day every day. I I mean three course three course Ryan is what Dan calls me. <laughs> <laughs> quite like an ice cream as well as I remember. Any any form of dessert, I am there. No question. Um, that was in that cafe, which is um, round uh, just by the stage door in Scarborough. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. sure that's where that was. Yes, you might, yeah. I'm sure oh, that's where that was. I could eat that right now. I know, it's, it looks amazing. And then I was going to show that, but my, oh, Matt's back. Back, he keeps disappearing. Sorry, fellas. Sorry, guys. I was just, I was just, I was just showing because I know that Rebecca doesn't drink particularly. I was just showing pictures of um, the um, things that she does like to overindulge in, <laughs> the, the cake, and, the, and then and I found as I was going through, I found that, oh. that picture. Oh, you know, I love that. I love that. Uh, that stuff on the tour. And look at me with my little jeans and my little. <laughs> <laughs> look at your little guy. shoes, mate. <laughs> <My> little shoes. <laughs> You've got about size five shoes. I had three quarters of a bottle of red wine last night to, to an IPA, a bottle of IPA. But I was done. To be honest with you, mate, that I, last night was particularly sort of. Um, yeah, I got overexcited, to be honest. And I woke up this morning. I sort of paid the price for it this morning. I, I have periods where I don't drink for like. Your experience of daily life is is so different. I mean, your awareness and your focus just becomes massively heightened. And my memory, and I, I mean, everything, everything sort of cognitive-based is just massively improved by not drinking. I mean, any time I can sort of excuse it or give myself a reasonable excuse, like, there's a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, right? But on a, on a serious note, I do recognise how beneficial it is to knock it on the head even if it's just for a bit, you know. A really lovely moment in your career that you remember that was brilliant or that or will always stick in you. Well, that's quite that's a hard one, really. I mean, I've, I've, to be honest, I've been extremely lucky uh, in my career. There's no doubt about that. Um, and I, I think, because I, I started so young, like I, I did Shameless when I was 11, um, and I did that all the way up till I was just turning 18. And I feel like... Um, that was an incredible experience. Like, you know, that was absolutely amazing. But I think because I was so young, I probably didn't appreciate it like I would do now if that came along again. Um, I just, for me, it was just like, oh, wow, this is great. You know, having a great time going in, seeing seeing everyone and everyone was so lovely to me. And I was like the baby of the family and everyone looked after me. And I, I just think that was like it. It was like a little treat for me just to go in, have a good time, go home. And, you know, you di I didn't really think about it that much. And now when I look back, um, and a lot of people, um, I'm getting a lot of messages now at the moment saying people are re-watching old series and stuff like that, which is really nice. And and then when, when I actually stop and think, I'm like, oh, God. Like, I feel like that kind of whole experience has kind of passed me by a bit and I've not really... I've not really sort of took it all in. I, I like I say, I've been extremely lucky, and I've had worked with some great people, including yourselves. 
Um, I think the, the the main thing for me when when working on a job is the people that I meet and the relationships that you form. Um, and it, and it's really weird because you can be so close with with people. I mean, you're spending every day with that the person, especially if you're on tour or um, in theatre. Um, it's you know it's even more. Uh, you spend like day in day out with that person. You share in dressing rooms. You're on stage with them all the time. You you know you're in each other's pockets. And then it's kind of as soon as that's over, it's kind of like gone I mean you still keep in touch every now and again but it's not like it's the you form um these crazy bonds with people that elsewhere sort of in the normal world um you don't really get to do so I, I think that's really kind of exciting you get to know people on a different sort of a level than you would do normally because I sort of grew up in my teenage years my former rebellion was being in rock bands so that that for me was I've always had that, that that those roots of music and playing music and then the acting sort of came along a little bit later and then that sort of took over. And so when I got to do Once, which is an acting music show that, that, that was at the Phoenix Theatre in London, um, that was a really special job because just for that reason, really, I felt like the marriage of the, the two, the acting and the music came together for me perfectly. And that part, really, as soon as, soon as I read the script... And this is not all, as as you can all vouch for, this is not always the way. Sometimes you read your script and go, oh, God, I'm going to have to work at that. As soon as I read that script, I can do that. And I know I can do it. And, I, and it, it's mine. I just felt like it was it was mine to get, basically, without sounding like a, you know, twat. We did um, a thing called West End Live in Trafalgar Square, in front of like 10, 15,000 people. And we went out and did like three songs from the show. And bearing in mind, we'd, I think we'd been... We'd opened like a week, been on, been up for about a week just to be there, playing playing that music, playing the, the the folk music that had so much balls and heart and guts and and character in front of all these people who were just with us. That to me was that to me was the moment that I'll, that I'll never forget. Just I remember, I remember just my body was shaking with adrenaline and and I, yeah, it was just a buzz. It was just a pure buzz. So I'll never forget that. So my character was a drummer a heavy metal drummer which sort of added a bit of comedy to the story um but but apart from that we added like we play i played mandolin and and uh, guitar as well folk with a bit of like rock and roll soul as well because at the start of the show it's uh, the whole stage is set up as a pub and so the audience are invited on stage that's right and they yeah. can buy a drink from the bar while we have a jam and because the story is about a, an irish busker and a czech immigrant those two cultures fused, and so the music represented that. And some of those Czech folk songs, because I've always been familiar with the Irish stuff, but some of those Czech folk songs were just, uh, it was just incredible. Just, uh, yeah, great experience. Fantastic. Very good, thank you. Thank you very much. What do you think or hope that the industry will be when we eventually come out of this, what it might look like? Um, and the second part of that is what advice would you give them? I think there are a few practical things that are going to change, um, possibly for the better, in terms of like how we audition. I think this sort of setup will be more common, potentially. But I, I also, I'm, I'm very optimistic. I'm always optimistic about, about the acting profession. Um, because like we say, we, we, we meet a lot of good people who have a lot of, a lot of uh, the right energy, do you know what I mean, to... to and, and, and especially when, when this is over and when 
when we can finally get back to it, there's going to be such a thirst for for, for theatre, the television, for for all the, for all of that. I can't help but feel it would be like a just a release for everyone. And, and I know that 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 our industry has the individuals to be able to take that challenge on and to run with it and to collaborate. And I think people will be a lot more appreciative of, of what we do have. What I would say to anyone who is graduating now, who can't graduate, or is that it's the cliche, isn't it? Is that it's a marathon and not a sprint. When I look back to what I was like when I graduated drama school, I'm I, I, honestly unrecognisable to the person I am today as far as my experience of, of what I thought you know, the industry was. I have learned the most stuff about what it takes to be a functioning working actor by getting out there and working. But that's taken years and years and years. I mean, for the first, the first five years of, of uh, acting, it was a, it was particularly a grind for me. You know, if you love it, or even if you don't love it, if you just really enjoy it, know that that's enough, and just keep on, keep on trucking. Because it's like I always thought that when I left drama school, RSC, TV. So I had this like inflated image of what my career would be instantly, and it wasn't like that. And so. You can't beat experience, and life will give you that experience. But there is a bit of patience required at the moment. I did Waterloo Road. I did a scene. With, I did a scene with you, didn't I, mate? Oh, Waterloo Road. Did. Yeah, back oh, when I, I had hair. I yeah. <laughs> what, what were you playing? Right, a school counselor. <laughs> school counselor, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And you forgotten about that, Rebecca? Or you just have, did you just have a little moment then? No, no, because I can picture it. I can picture it in my, yeah, and we were in the classroom, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that once this is all over, it's going to sort of be a nice big reset on the industry. I think exactly what Matt was saying, really. I think everyone's going to be really hungry and thirsty to get back out there, and hopefully there'll be, you know, loads. I know a lot of things that would normally be filming have stopped now, yeah. obviously, Um with everything's going on. So I think that everyone's going to be really sort of, you know, hungry to get back out there, to get things on, to get new things out there, because obviously there'll be a lot of repeats and there'll be a lot of things that are not being made. So there's nothing to put out there. So I think there'll be, I'm hoping anyway, uh, that there'll be a good surge of new things coming up. So I'm hoping it's going to be an exciting time for, for actors uh, and, and everyone in the industry, really. You said before I didn't go through the acting school uh, route. Uh, I love acting. I kind of, I kind of fell into it. Um, really, I mean, my my two brothers, my older and younger brother, uh, are both actors, both brilliant actors, and they both went to drama school um, and sort of learnt the craft and, and and did it that way. It was something that I was never really interested in in doing, and I think because. Uh, Charlie, my older brother, uh, he basically how it all started. He got a part in um, a drama called State of Play that was on the BBC, um, and they were casting for a little sister for him. Um, and uh, his agent said, "Oh, they've not cast one a little sister for you. That they're still looking." And he kind of said, "Well, I've got a little sister who who acts. I haven't really done anything before." And they said, "Okay, well." We'll audition you together and see how you are. So they came up, auditioned, uh, and I got the part. Paul Abbott, uh, who was the writer of that, also wrote Shameless. And he sort of said, oh, um, 
I'm writing a new new thing. I'd like you to come and audition for it. And sort of that's how I got into acting and then just absolutely loved it. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be doing anything else now. I don't know if I hadn't got into it that way, if I would have stuck to that path. But now I'm, I couldn't think now of doing anything else. Mm. Uh, now that I'm in it I know with my two brothers that's all they wanted to do from day one and they did everything in their power to make that happen and to go through the channels to make that happen whereas I was very lucky enough and I think as well because I was so young also not really realizing thinking oh yeah I'll, yeah I'll, I'll do that yeah why, why not mm. um so I never really got the chance like even at school because I was filming I thought um well I'll kind of just study drama and because that's what I'm doing anyway. Uh, you know, I'm already sort of in the career and I'm, I absolutely love what I do. Um, so I never really sort of put my mind to focus on anything else because I was already kind of doing it. That makes sense. That makes perfect um, sense. Were, were you, so when you did, when you did drama at school, do, what were what those moments when you were sort of watching your tutor and sort of going, bullshit? That's not what it's like at all. No, no. I mean, in school, the sort of the five years at school, I worked out that I I was in probably about two and a half years because of the yeah. time I had off. Yeah. Um, but no, I kind I kind of felt the opposite when I was in drama school. Uh, drama school. When I was in school in the drama lessons, I always felt a bit conscious because I never ever I never ever really wanted people to sort of say probably this was in my own head but people say oh she thinks she's great and she knows it all so I just kind of sat back and just did I, I wasn't really very forward in in any of the lessons or anything like that I kind of just sat back and did and so did you did you disappoint your drama teachers um I mean possibly <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking did you get good marks is what I'm asking um, yeah, I got I got good marks on the um, on the practical side. I was I was a bit lazy, Fair you enough. see, with yeah. the um, with the writing side. I, just just keep going uh, because you know if this is what you want to do, there is going to be times, no matter how well you do, no matter how well your career is going, there will be times where you've got a long period of time or longer than you would like out of work, and there is nothing you can do about it. Everyone has their own opinion on 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 everyone, and don't get sucked in. I think people can get sucked into that too much and sort of rely on other people's opinions of things a bit too much. And you've just got to be confident in your own ability, confident in yourself, and you know it will it will pay off. I think it never ceases to amaze me, especially in theatre, the type of things that people notice. So, so when, when we did, uh, I know you, you came to see it, um, uh, Matt, uh, just before you started at Oldham. Um, so we did uh, four minutes, 12 seconds Twitter, which was just a Twitter, somebody that had come to see it. The thing that they pointed out, they loved it, they said, but the thing that they pointed out was that Joe wasn't folding the towels properly. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable, man. Yeah, that, hey, can I just say, by the way, that that was a, that was such a good show, man. It was it was it it was basically like if you can imagine like a theatrical Black Mirror. It was like an episode of Black Mirror on stage. Genuinely thought provoking. Yeah. Genuinely thought provoking. I it's think that's very rare. With it. 
Look, guys, thank you so much for, for coming on and chatting. So lovely to see you both. Stay well. Um, I, In many respects, Matt, I hope you have had it because it means you're not going to get it again. Um, fingers crossed. Um, and and you just stay safe, Rebecca, don't you? I don't want you to get it at all. Just, just Oh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> stay wrapped up and tight um, and oh, just eat lots of cake. You. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry about that. Thanks, guys. Good night. God bless. Feel free to log off if you want to. Feel free to stay if you if you don't want to. It's entirely up I to you. I need a wee. So I'm gonna log off. <laughs> much much <laughs> love to both of you. you See you later. Thanks very much, guys. Bye bye. See you guys. Bye. Nice one. Bye. Well, how good was that? Very good. That's, really, yeah. um, and we've got actor, director, writer Reese Dinsdale coming on. Uh, we've also got mu musician Mitch Thompson, um, so I'm very excited about that. Just show the guitars on my wall, because yours get shown every week, and I want to show. <laughs> what do you mean mine? I've only, <laughs> I've only got one. Is <laughs> there? There's all mine, um, and the artwork I keep mentioning that I wanted to show off. So there's some Chris Bertram comic book art up there. There's um, the guy who did Cheryl's tattoo in the middle there, he's done a portrait. I forgot his oh. name. Um, yeah, so there you go. That, I, I just wanted to show that. As we say, join us Monday, join us Wednesday, live on YouTube at 8 o'clock, um, where we're going to be talking creatively to creative people. Thank you very much, everybody. I'm going to remember to do the end credits this week. Uh, adios from the bunker.